Do you have questions about your health? Do you need to find out what's keeping you from feeling your absolute best? If so, your intuition has guided you to the right place. I am Dr. Charlize, and welcome to the Art of Healing podcast community. In this podcast, we explore all topics in health and wellness, from Reiki to functional medicine, energy medicine, chakras, and meditation. Join me every week for fresh new episodes that highlight healers, various healing modalities, and choose this as your opportunity to find what healing works best for you. If you want to learn more about me, simply Google at Dr. Charlize. Enjoy. For today's podcast, I am so honored to have a guest with me, Brandy Gibson, the owner of Brandy Gibson LLC, who has recently launched her website, and I'm so excited to discuss. Before we get into that, I do need to give a disclaimer. This podcast, as well as my website and all information contained, are for educational and informational purposes only. This is not medical, mental, health, or religious advice. Please see my website for further information on that disclaimer. Brandy is a licensed marital and family therapist and licensed alcohol and drug counselor with 16 years of experience doing talk therapy. She's a busy therapist, seeing patients full-time, and she's also a passionate yogi. She's completed 200 hours of yoga instructor training. She teaches regular classes for all levels, both live and online, and she is also a Reiki master. As one of her regular students, I can attest to her wisdom as a yoga instructor. Her intuitive skills are amazing, and I come to her weekly classes knowing she will be working at her highest level and instructing her yoga class that is stress-relieving and therapeutic. The following is the interview that we had together. All right, Brandy, thank you so much for joining me for today's podcast. So um, I thought it'd be a great idea to have you join me because you just launched your website, which is an amazing resource. I've been reading some of your blog posts and they're so calming. And of course, I'm one of your faithful yoga students and I love your class. So do you mind telling the listeners some about your website and what you have going on? Sure. Well, thank you for inviting me. I really appreciate it. Um, my website includes a lot of different things. I wanted it to, to really encompass kind of a holistic approach. So it has um, yoga options. It has overall emotional wellness coaching, and then it also has some Reiki. So 
I really kind of felt I've, I've been in the mental health world for over 16 years and, and I've done talk therapy for a really long time. And I just kept noticing that, there, that there's something more that we need than just talk therapy. And so that kind of got me started looking into some other avenues, which then led into the website itself. So I got interested in yoga about 20 years ago and, and learned how it helped me uh, emotionally, but also physically. And so I thought, you know, why not just start incorporating this into therapy? So I, I became certified as a yoga instructor. And then after being in as a yoga instructor for a while, I learned about Reiki. And so I got started digging around, doing some research, looking at the history of Reiki and decided, you know what, this adds another beautiful layer to this. They all three just kind of complement each other. And so what I did was I decided I'm going to get certified in Reiki as well and start using this in my practice as well. And it's really kind of interesting because, you know, in yoga, they talk about the the union, the mind and body connection and, and yoga, the Sanskrit word really means union. So again, I think these three practices or modalities, if you will, really kind of complement each other and just bring an overall wellness to the whole person, not just looking at thought processes or moods. We're also looking at how their body feels. And so many times people are walking around in society with just this numb feeling. They don't even know what's going on and their body is in a sense breaking down. They've got injuries, they've got illnesses, they've all this stuff is going on together. And so I feel like you can't just focus on one thing and ignore the rest. You've got to look at the whole person. Um, so that's really what I've been kind of focusing on is this overall encompassing wellness um, practice, if you will. One of my favorite things about your yoga, your yoga classes online um, is that you always start mm-hmm. the class by asking us how we're doing. And I just love that because then I feel so special and I feel like it's all about me <laughs> and you have all these other students and then I'm like, oh, Brandy's just there for me. <laughs> but you always ask us and then you allow, then you incorporate that into your instruction. You know, you'll ask us that about mood and that we, you know, with so many changes and then you incorporate that into the class. And that's like, I think brings all of us back to your class. Just love it. So um, you were saying that with this this yoga, this, this link, the yoke, bring everything together. um, How does that show up with your emotional wellness coaching program? Cause I think that's, I think we want to share what that is and what you'll be offering. Well, exactly. I think that, you know, emotions are telling us something. And so we have to kind of pay attention to them. Now we can get really caught up in them and then we get stuck and we don't want that. But I like to tell my clients many times, you know, think of your emotions as kind of like a cloud in the sky. You watch it float by. So you want to pay attention to it, notice it and say, what is this telling me? And then try and make a correction or an adjustment and then let it go, right? So emotions are there to help us, but we don't want to get just completely stuck on them. So the emotional wellness coaching program is just that. We're looking at a lifestyle change, maybe. We're looking at goals. Um, I think sometimes people get confused between what is wellness versus what is therapy, 
um, I've been doing therapy for 16 years and therapy is really designed to kind of look at the history uh, why we do the things that we do, where did that come from? Is it a family of origin issue? Is it a cultural issue? Um, ethnicity, all of these things that make, again, a person a whole person. And so with wellness, we're really looking at, we've already probably done some of the therapy work. So with wellness, we're looking at going forward. Now we're going to set these lifestyle goals or these lifestyle changes. And what do I need to do to go forward? Is it getting uh, better sleep? Is it eating healthier? Is it reaching out uh, for more moral support or social support? Those would be some wellness types of things. Looking at spiritual health too. I think sometimes that can get kind of ignored or maybe it's kind of pushed into a, um, a segment or a corner, if you will. And people feel like, eh, I don't know if this is working for me anymore. So, you know, as we get older, we have life events, we mature, things do change. And maybe our lifestyle no longer serves us. I think that's a big thing with Reiki and yoga, too, is that we want to let go of whatever no longer serves us and make space for new. And so that's the brilliant thing or the wonderful thing about this wellness is making space for new things. We are becoming a new person. It's kind of an evolution, if you will, of that person, their lifestyle, their their meaning and find helping them find purpose. I think that's something that many people struggle with is we just feel empty. Um, maybe we don't feel like we have a purpose. And I think with wellness and yoga and Reiki, we can help kind of build that and bridge the gap and make them feel like themselves again. That is amazing. I'm, is it, as I'm just listening to you, I'm just, I'm learning so much. And I know you, that's what's so funny, but just hearing you in this, this type of arena, I'm like, Oh my gosh, she knows so much. This is amazing. So um, for uh, those, <laughs> I was, I was like, wow, she's so right. So um, a topic you and I have discussed, um, of course, we're um, is we're creating this podcast, and I, I, I like to mention this to listeners that I want to stick to topics I think are going to go on and on and on. Um, however, you know, we're in the middle of a, mm -hmm. of a pandemic. So we saw a lot of, of changes we're going through. You and I have discussed the, the, what we feel like is the tide that's coming of the, the burnout, burnout of mm -hmm. those working on the front lines in healthcare, doctors, nurses, physical therapists, respiratory therapists, all those people working on the front lines. Um, Brandy, can you share your thoughts on burnout, um, identifying burnout, burnout prevention? Is there anything you'd like to share with the listeners as far as burnout goes? Sure. Yeah. You know, this is something I've been researching myself um, for myself, but also in this profession as being a counselor, as you can imagine, counselors, um, clergy, they can also burn out a lot very quickly too with the, the nature of the job. Um, and so we, we kind of have to learn to insulate ourselves and for lack of better words, um, with the pandemic right now, this isolation, it, it's really kind of scary in a sense because it really can breed more mental health issues because we're isolated from our uh, family of origin possibly or our support group, our friends, uh, maybe even excuse me, even like coworkers. Um, so 
with this isolation piece that's tied to the pandemic, and then you have these workers that are on the front line that are constantly bombarded with overwhelming feelings and emotions of sickness and sadness and maybe even death. Um, you know, the human mind can only hold so much, um, and then we've got to have a break. And so prevention for burnout is really kind of tricky. Well, it's not really tricky. It's more of just an individualized practice, really, because what might be right for me may not be right for the next person. Um, But I know my downtime and time to myself is really important. So I also know that for myself, uh, getting outside, being in nature is really helpful. And then humor. Oh, my goodness. I mean, if we can't find some way to laugh or somehow, you know, some reason to laugh. I think that that, that can get really dark for someone too. Um, I don't mean like making fun of somebody, but I mean, being able to laugh at maybe yourself or laughing at a, a silly movie. Maybe, maybe your dog did something silly, just finding something so that you can build up that, uh, the serotonin again, that happy, that dopamine feeling in your brain again. Um, because when those deplete, uh, based off of high cortisol levels and extreme stress, that's just constant, man, we're, we're in jeopardy of, of, you know, not doing a good job, maybe not taking care of ourselves, maybe not taking care of our children or family members or whatever. And, um, it's kind of like the analogy I like to use when you're on a plane, um, they always say, uh, you know, moms and dads in the event of turbulence, you need to put your oxygen mask on first, right? That took me by surprise when I was a young mother, because I, I didn't really understand it back then, but it makes so much sense to me today. It's like, I'm not good to anybody else if I'm lying flat on my face on the floor, right? So, so I've got to take the time out for myself. I think self-care is really important, but I think sometimes we feel it's selfish and it really isn't selfish. It's selfless. Um, We have to be able to take time out for ourselves, whether that is a 15 minute break each day, or it is a half a day off uh, during the week, or it's a full week. I mean, I don't know how many people probably leave vacation time on the table when they leave a job because, oh, but you know, they'll get to it later or I don't have the money or whatever. Um, and so we just, we live in a culture where we don't take care of ourselves first. We live in a culture where we just think about others all the time and maybe it's just a busy, 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 go, go, go. And then this pandemic hits and we're like, whoa, I think the pandemic in a sense is teaching us and telling us you need to take time out for yourself. You need to relax. You need to calm down. Um, maybe that's the big message we should take with this not only isolating and taking care of ourselves, but just relaxing. And what does that mean for you? Is that a nap? Is that a workout? Is that listening to music? Is that watching a video? Um, I will say for burnout too, though, we probably also need to learn to disconnect from all technology for a while. We need it to uh, do our work, but then we need to disconnect and relax and let that neurological system relax because it's constantly being bombarded with news coming in or noise or lights or whatever. And we just need that to stop for a few minutes so our brain can slow down, process the day and relax. You know, sleep is so important in order to prevent burnout as well. And I'm afraid that a lot of these frontline workers probably just are not getting the rest and the relaxation that they need, obviously, uh, not the sleep that they need. We've got to reach that REM sleep 
in order for the brain to really um, kind of kick back into service the next day so that we can do a good job. And so, um, yeah, I think that that's, that self-care has just got to be there. Um, whether it, like I said, if it's a small 15 minute break or a half a day off or something, it's just got to be there and reaching out to each other, making sure that each other's good. I think that's hard for many people. It's kind of a pride thing. Maybe, um, we don't want to admit that maybe we're swallowed up in this ickiness and ugliness. Um, and so I think finding that person that you feel safe enough to reach out to, I think that's also really important for prevention of burnout. So um, self-care is selfless. I think that's our, I, I, I immediately wrote that down when you said that self-care is selfless. That's like, whoop, that captures it. That is perfect. So um, Brandy, it has been such a blessing to have you join me today. This is, I've, I've learned is I'm, you know, I'm learning, um, and as I mentioned to the listeners, your, your yoga classes are amazing. Your offerings are amazing. Can you let the listeners know where they can find you? And of course, I'll make sure to share links in the show notes for your website and all that. But can you share with, your, with the listeners where they can find you if they want to learn more about you and your programs? Absolutely. So, um, my website address is just brandygibsonllc.com. Um, so we are, it's, it, it's just pretty simple. Uh, Brandy with an I, I think sometimes we get, uh, oh no, Brandy D. Gibson. I apologize. Brandy D. Gibson, LLC.com. I don't even know my own website. So <laughs> that's okay. And, and I'll make sure to share, we'll find. share it in the notes. Yes, Absolutely. Awesome. Great. Anybody can send me a message through that uh, website as well, too. So if they have any questions, there's also an email uh, subscribe form, too. So I'll be putting out hopefully some either monthly or quarterly uh, newsletters eventually in the future, too. Brandy, thank you so much. I will see you in your next yoga class. I appreciate your time. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you so much for joining us for today's podcast, The Art of Healing. We'll connect soon. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for joining during this episode of the Art of Healing podcast. If you found this episode helpful, please leave a review. Also, you can check your show notes to find out how to get a copy of this and future episodes emailed directly to your inbox available to listen to anytime. 
Finally, if you have questions or wish to connect to me, check your show notes to find out how we can get connected and find out how I can be of service to you. 